I've really just got a burning ambition and desire and I decided a very long time ago that this was the only thing that could ever make me happy and it's the only thing that ever has made me happy. You just have to have a strong belief in yourself and I've always had that and I've just just kept going and every time something hasn't worked out, I've looked and said, why didn't it work out? How can I do it better next time? And then come at it from a new angle and I've ended up having some great success. Welcome to Season 5 of Spotlight, the Meet the Talent series. Join us as we chat with industry professionals who will be leading some of the arts programs on offer in 2021 to teachers and students. Wayne Tunks is a writer, director, actor, producer and drama coach with experience of over 20 years working in both Sydney and Melbourne. His plays have been performed all over Australia and they include The Subtle Art of Flirting, The Bridesmaid Must Die, the Girly Show, and Go West. His critically acclaimed web series, After Nightfall, has won numerous awards all over the world. And his current short film, Over Caterers Anonymous, is also winning international acclaim and awards. He's a former storyliner on TV's Neighbours and directed several number one music country videos. He is the breakfast host on radio station My 88 FM, and his podcast, You, Me, The 80s and the 90s, has tens of thousands of downloads. He's just also released his debut novel, Normal or Nothing Like It. Welcome, Wayne. Thanks very much for having me. Your bio reveals an incredible variety of creative endeavours. Tell us, how did you first find your feet in the industry? Um, I'm going to go all the way back to 1984. When I was in year four, my teacher, uh, Colin Laundry, he realised that I was really good at writing scripts and encouraged me to write scripts. And I used to get my friends together at lunchtime and we would, you know, do a bit of a play. I would direct them and then we'd put it on for the class. And he encouraged me to do that. And I guess at an early age, I realised that I enjoyed the writing, directing and acting side of theatre. And then years later, I, I kept trying to put my foot in the door, kept trying to put my foot in the door. Nothing was working. And then I just went, you know what? I'm going to do this myself. Uh, so I contacted some people and put on a play, not knowing how to put on a play, uh, but I was just really lucky that I had a, a, an acting team that really knew what they were doing. And we put a play on in 2000 and the rest, they may say, is history. Who has inspired you to keep writing and keep developing and, and stay creative? I feel like it's very self-sustained. You know, I've really just got a burning ambition and desire. And I decided a very long time ago that this was the only thing that could ever make me happy. And it's the only thing that ever has made me happy. So I just keep on going. And it's not an easy industry. You get more knockbacks than you get encouragement. Uh, and unfortunately, that is the, the way of, of the business. But you just have to have a strong belief in yourself. And I've always had that. And I've just, just kept going. And every time something hasn't worked out, I've I've looked and said, why didn't it work out? How can I do it better next time? And then come at it from a new angle and I've ended up having some great success. Uh, it's really interesting to hear you say how it all started, like from year four and how a, a teacher inspired you. And I've, I've heard this story so many, many times of how it, it sometimes is that one teacher who lights the, you know, the, the flame within the creatives amongst us. Tell us, how do you nurture that creative flame and, and how do you work with that creative process? Well, yeah, as a teacher myself now, I, I hope that I can inspire my students, you know, and as a drama coach, that's something that I really enjoy doing and, and seeing uh, somebody who just shows 
love for it. At the end of the day, you don't need to come with this amazing amount of talent to start with because that grows over the years. I think about when I first started and my acting was <laughs> was nowhere as near as good as I hope it is today. But I had the ambition, I had the drive and I had the the want to do it. And if I see that in a kid, then I certainly am like, well, you know, let's get working. And the more work that somebody does, the easier it is for things to happen. You know, you can't just sit at home waiting for people to go, why isn't my phone ringing? Why isn't somebody knocking on my door giving me an opportunity? That's the people who are the go-getters who just get up and do it themselves. They're the ones that succeed in the end. So in light of that, um, could you tell us some of those career highlights that you've had um, over, the, over the years and how they've inspired you? Yeah, definitely. I think one of the big ones for me working at Neighbours was a, a dream come true. I often say that I was paying off seven-year-old Wayne or eight-year-old, however old I was uh, when Neighbours first started. You know, I loved it. Actually, I think it was 1987 when Charlene and Scott's wedding was, and I realised it was actually on my birthday. So it was my 10th birthday that that wedding screened, and 10-year-old Wayne would have been watching that going, oh, I want to work there someday. So I feel like when I got that job, I was paying off 10-year-old Wayne, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, my web series was um, so exciting, sort of making that on the budget of, of an oily rag and having people all over the world watch it and enjoy it. But seeing it succeed really well around the world was great. And, and just having people from all countries, you know, approach me at film festivals and say how much they love it is just a really, really great thing. What do you think the best advice is that you've been given? I think the best advice that I was ever given was just do it. At the end of the day, you just have to do it. Um, and, and that's how you make mistakes. So if you want to make films, then you need to go out and start making films. Uh, if you want to make theatre, you have to go and try and make some theatre. You can't just stay in your bedroom and just keep tapping away on the keyboard and, and, and hope that something's going to happen. You actually have to go out there. You have to meet other people. You have to meet other actors if you're an actor. You have to meet other writers if you're a writer. And if you want to be a director, then you certainly need to start working with actors. I think it's really interesting watching your overall career continue to keep rising and, and doing amazing things. It's, it's lovely to see your working relationship with students as well and how they often come back and, and want to showcase that, you know, how they've improved and, and how you gave them that initial starting point. When you are working with students, what do you think would be one message that you would give them? It's all about the work you do at home. I think a lot of students turn up and think that they can just, you know, they're at a two hour rehearsal. So that's when they're going to rehearse. Most of the work that you will do needs to be done at home. Needs to be, you need to sit there with your script. You need to know your character inside and out. You need to know your lines inside and out because it is my job as a teacher and as a director to make your performance better. It's not to teach you how to say a basic line. So the students who have gone home and have worked, I see that in an instant. And you would know that, Henry, as well. You see how hard they have worked and it's so much easier to perfect their performance because you're just working on small things instead of saying, all right, well, we don't know how to deliver this line. Let me tell you how to deliver this line, which takes up a lot of time out of rehearsals. How do you think technology has impacted on your artistry? Well, I think it has certainly improved, particularly the filmmaking side. I always wanted to make films. I loved making films, but it was just so hard. You know, I grew up in Blacktown. I'm the son of a postie. I had no access to money uh, growing up. So I just wasn't able to make films um, because they were so expensive. Now, 
you can make them on a phone if you really wanted to. Uh, you know, it's so much easier to, to edit, to get people together. Uh, you can make a film for a few thousand dollars, a few hundred dollars that does just as well as a film that's made for a million dollars. So that's made it so much easier. Uh, and just the whole, I, rem- I was thinking about the other day, when I started putting plays on and people would have to post me headshots and resumes and I had to get a fax machine so people could also fax things to me. Just the internet just makes it so much easier that you can work with people all over the world uh, and that email means that you can just send people messages instead of having to give people your postal address and wait three days for them to post something to you. Do you have a preference of film over live? Once upon a time, I would have said theatre. I loved theatre, but I think at the moment where I am right now, I really love making films. Um, I really love that group effort of everyone getting together and and shooting something and how it feels. And I really do love a good film festival. I've gone to a few overseas uh, in the past few years. Unfortunately, (laughs) we know what's happening at the moment, so I can't go to any right now, but I've just loved travelling to those. And it's such an exciting and, and wonderful thing. And seeing your film on a big screen there's just nothing better what kind of challenges do you think writers face writing for both film and and for theater I think a really big problem particularly for film at the moment is there's a lack of originality Uh, unfortunately big studios just want to do the same ideas that have always been done and interesting ideas unfortunately are being left in the shadows and that's why the independent world is so fantastic because you get really great projects coming out from them but getting people to see them is also really really hard so I think that lack of originality is a problem Um, and I, I really hope that we go back to seeing more original stories instead of seeing a remake of the same story over and over and over again. I mean, I don't need to see any more of Robin Hood. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you could write for any artist, who would it be? I love Tony Collette. She's from Blacktown. Uh, I grew up in Blacktown. In fact, she grew up in Doonside. I went to Blacktown High and I grew up in Blacktown. I went to Doonside High and we are the same age. Uh, so we would have been floating around the same area at the same time. And I just think that she is possibly the best actress in the world at the moment. And I would just love to work with her. Uh, she is stunning. Uh, and yeah, I would love to do it. You're going to be working with some of our Sydney Catholic School students later on in the year in the upcoming um, Boys Enrichment Boot Camp, and that's a, a program that targets boys in the arts. How important do you think this program is for, for our students? Oh, it, it is so important. It's really old-fashioned to say that girls should do the arts and boys should do sports, uh, and I think it's really important to let boys know that it's okay for them to do the arts uh, and show them that the arts are fantastic and so much fun. And I think it's really great in these boys in Richmond camp that they have male teachers as well, tutors, so they can see an industry professional uh, and who they could possibly be someday. And also giving them great stories on how the industry works and, you know, flourishing that creativity that they might have inside of themselves that they just don't know is there and showing them that arts are so much fun. You've had some great success with a variety of um, student-based competitions also of late um, with the Sharp and Short Festival. And it's always a joy to, to watch the students after a performance and the, the gelling of the ensemble. And when you manage to successfully bring students from across a variety of schools and areas together to create such an ensemble, 
that can be a challenge. What, what are some of the challenges and how do you face them? Yeah, I think when people are just meeting each other for the first time, it can be really hard. You know, it's so much easier to work with your friends, um, where, but sometimes it's better to work with people you don't know as well. And so that is is a hard thing at first. It's getting everyone comfortable with each other with each other because if you're not comfortable, sometimes you don't let your guard down and you don't perform at your best. So that's a, a really big thing about getting that ensemble gelling. And, and as you said, when an ensemble works really well together, it is just a special thing. So it's just getting those rehearsals down and, and making sure that everyone is is one having fun but two really making sure their performances progress to this really great level of what an ensemble can provide. Wayne it's been an absolute delight chatting with you today just to see the the wonderful things that you're actually involved in and the, the various things that you're involved in I guess also highlights the point that you raised you, you really need to dabble in a lot of things to give you some, some more confidence to dabble in the things that you really love to dabble in. So with that in mind, I'd like to thank you for your time today and just you keep being creative. Oh, thank you, Henry. I absolutely love working with you and I love working at Casper. Uh, the students that I've had over the years have just been incredible, so I look forward to doing more of that. Thank you. <laughs>